DJ PK and Lincoln Kennedy, Pac-12 Network analyst, joining us now. He's on the Sprint special guest line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Lincoln, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Good. You know, we're at the point now in the Pac-12 season where we wait for the college football rankings to come out. That's a little more interesting than the Pac-12 race. Everybody got ready to watch Utah-UCLA, and that thing was over at halftime, actually probably earlier than that. Are you finding much drama left in the Pac-12, or have you seen two teams pull away, another two teams kind of at the next tier, and then everybody else? Well, the, the drama becomes much to the point where we've been speaking about over the, you know, the course of the season. Um, if Oregon and Utah run the table and they face each other in the Pac-12 championship, which they will, and then it, you know, it turns out to be you know, whichever way it's decided, whether that, Pac-10, that Pac-12 champion gets into the playoff. Now, and the reason why I say the drama is still building is because you still have Alabama there. And listening to the pundits out there, everyone seems to agree that, or seems to think that if Alabama, with their backup quarterback, goes out and whips up on Auburn, that they should be a shoe-in for that fourth spot, conceding that you know Georgia loses to LSU and everything else. And so that's the drama within itself. Once again, this year, like we've had ever since the playoff has come out, there's probably going to be somebody who some people deem as worthy to be a playoff caliber team that's not going to make it. So as we go through this, how much weight should be put on winning your conference? Personally, I think it, 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 speaks, you know, it speaks bundles. I mean, but you don't have enough spots. And then until they increase it, we're going to always have this conversation. You know, look, this time of year, unfortunately, it becomes about the money grab. And the reason I say that is because, you know, when LSU and Alabama went at it, that was such a tremendous game with high regard. People were looking for a rematch. And so I honestly think the committee tried to vote LSU and Alabama to stay around it. But now it's lost a little bit of its luster now that two has gone down from, from Alabama. But it, do, it still becomes a money grab in the sense where they want, they want premier teams. And let's face it, the Pac-12, or from a national standard, doesn't have a whole lot of uh, national prestige, if you will, based on the years of the Bowls game. So they'd much rather see two SEC teams in the sense where you have um, an SEC champion, obviously, and then maybe an SEC runner-up, a big brand like Georgia or something like, or Alabama uh, in, the, in the playoff versus the Big 12, uh, Big 10 champion, and possibly you know someone else like last year's champion, Clemson, the ACC champ. They, they'd much rather see that because that's a bigger money grab to them. So some people are going to say, hey, if Alabama beats Auburn and Auburn beat Oregon, why should the Pac-12 be in? What would well, you because say look at the situation. I mean, if Alabama, if Alabama beats Auburn, they're not even going to win the conference. And so when you talk about versus a conference champion who's, you know, yeah, they lost, uh, Oregon lost to Auburn, but it wasn't, it wasn't like they were blown up. It was basically the last drive of the game. If you hold such Auburn in such high regard, then you should consider a champion that's won its conference over the fact that, you know, the, over someone else who's just by namesake this year, not as strong as they've been in the past. It's Alabama. I get it, but it's not Alabama old. So I don't think that we have to go off of past um, uh, achievements. We should be going off of what they hear now. And I think Oregon and Utah are both better teams than Alabama. You look at since the SC loss for the Utes, 
and they had just been pulverizing everyone. The only one that came close was Washington, five points. That was a late touchdown to make the margin a little closer, but 49-3, to 31-3, 52-7. I'm wondering, my thought for you, is that actually working against the Pac-12? Because before I go up to the stadium on Saturday to cover the game between the Bruins and the Utes, I've got my television on, obviously, and I'm watching a game between uh, Georgia and Auburn that looks like an NFL game in terms of there's not a big margin, 21, and Auburn comes roaring back, and Georgia needs stops, and the final's 21-14, and I'm coming out of there thinking, man, those are two good football teams, and then I have to admit, and I've seen Utah play every game because it's my assignment at work, I have to admit, man, Watching these guys just blow out everybody, and I'm bored out of my mind in the second half in the press box. I think it's a hit against the conference. It'd be almost better if these teams would provide a little bit of competition because I come out with more respect from Georgia and Auburn because it was a hard fought game, hotly contested. Whereas the Utes, man, it's over early. So I'm thinking it might work against them in terms of trying to build this national rep here. Well, it's a dual edged sword. I mean, because you think about it, Ohio State blows out everybody, and everyone sits there and oh my gosh, you're the best team in the country. But the difference is, and, and this is this is what I have the biggest issue with, is that there's not enough coverage for the Pac-12 teams, the Utahs and the and the Oregon's to be able to see on a national standard to be able to compete with the television grabs, say in Auburn and Georgia, and that's unfortunate because I was in California last weekend and I went to a Dave and Buster's, which is like a sports bar and grill for adults. Yeah, I went to Dave and Buster's and looked up and I saw. All these games on all these TVs, I didn't see one Pac-12 game. That's unfortunate. Yeah. No one knows the gems that we have out here. Now, for Utah, they've got, what, they've got the best defense in, the, in college football. They've got a quarterback and, and a, a running back tandem that's, that should be seen and showcased and highlighted, but no one notices it. That's outside the area, and that's unfortunate. And, but, but again, like I said with the Ohio State comparison, when Ohio State goes on TV, they seem to be on TV every week no matter who they are. They're putting up 70 points on somebody. That game gets boring after the first quarter. Right. But yet they still talk about, well, you know, they, they, they – they dominated their opponents so much. Well, come on. We're talking about Maryland. We're talking about Rutgers. We're talking about another top-heavy conference. The only thing we're looking for when it comes to Ohio State, even though they are on TV every week, is we're looking for their game against Penn State and their game against Michigan, which happens to be in the next couple of weeks. It seems like the Pac-12, and they don't probably want to talk about it, but it seems like something's happened behind the scenes with the TV deal because we're seeing more doubleheaders on one network. You know, we saw Washington and Utah on mm-hmm. Fox, followed by right. uh, Oregon at USC. And they got another doubleheader on ABC this weekend. It's USC, UCLA early, and then at 5.30 it's Oregon and Arizona State. But even that has the money grab element because the team the conference needs to have seen, Utah, what if they end up being the conference champ, they're going to play at 8 o'clock at night on FS1, 10 o'clock right. back east. That game's going to go till 1, 1.30 in the morning. Although as PK right. points out, Utah may have the thing won by 11.30. But USC, UCLA, it's two teams in the L.A. market, so it's the money grab. So it seems like there are a couple games getting better run, but it still doesn't seem like it's the right teams. 
Well, I, I agree with you when you say you get a little bit of better run, but it's also the fact that the season is almost over in the sense where now you have those rivalries, which you expect to be on TV, you know, UCLA, USC. Those are the rivalries that you, you, you expect to see on TV. It's, but it is an important game because, look, we know for the most part that Arizona State and Arizona have been spoilers when they're in their backyard. They've done it. You know, Arizona State has done it in the past. So has Arizona. So anything can happen in a game. I still think Oregon handles business when they come down here to Tempe. But for the most part, it is something that's worth watching. To me, it's almost a little too late because now everyone is speculating what's going to happen with all, um, not Auburn, what's going to happen with Alabama with the backup quarterback. Well, they should handle things. They don't even need to play the backup quarterback quarterback with uh, West Carolina, but that's not that's neither here nor there. So uh, it, it's, it's one of those things where you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, if you ask me. I'm wondering, I brought this up, I was just thinking about it, if the Pac-12 should have some type of stipulation is once the playoff rankings, not the AP and the coaches poll, but the playoff rankings come out, and if you're like in the top seven saying you have a legitimate chance, which obviously Oregon and Utah do, they ought to have some stipulation that no game can start when the sun isn't up. So you get <laughs> maximum exposure, some some kind of qualification, so they're not starting the Utes at uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, right. So 10 o'clock in where most of the TVs are in the country this weekend. And so yeah. and if I was a football fan back there, obviously if I was a Ute fan, but just a football fan, you know, I'd be following it. Hey, what's going on with this team out there? But, I mean, we stay up till 11, 12, 1 o'clock. I don't know that I want to do that. Come up with some rule that if you're in the hunt for the better of the conference, you got you, you can't kick off past 4 o'clock local time. How about that? Well, I like that. Make it happen, I, mean, I like Lincoln. that idea. I definitely like that idea. I mean, look, the way it is for me that when I have the opportunity, I turn on the TV on Saturdays, and the first game I'm looking for is either a Big Ten or an ACC, something East game, you know, uh, that starts at 12, that you get at 9 o'clock in the morning. But there should be that mid-afternoon game, after those 9 o'clock games are over with, you should have Pac-12 being showcased, staggered throughout the day, and the premier games. And I think there should be a flexion in TV contracts. But, I mean, that's just wishful thinking on my end. Yeah, really. Lincoln Kennedy joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So the rankings come out, and I didn't think Oklahoma got much of a bump for beating Baylor. I thought there was a decent chance that given a win on the road over a previously undefeated ranked team, that Oklahoma was going to jump over, if not Utah, possibly Utah and Oregon. Were you surprised they didn't? And does that mean the Big 12's in trouble down the road or no? No, because I think they did it. They did it again, much like they did the SEC, knowing that you know Utah and Oregon are on a collision course that one of them's going to drop out, and that you know the, the Oklahoma's going to handle business, and so they're going to be in a conversation where they might end up finishing either fifth or sixth when it's all said and done, from everything that might happen from the top of top to the bottom. So I agree with you as far as you look at Utah's schedule going forward, uh, Arizona and Colorado, one is worse than the other, and I'm not sure who's, who it is. But the point being that the Utes should win these next two games. Oregon has the tougher of the two. I still expect them to win. But, hey, as I understand, and I got family in Phoenix where I grew up, it's raining in Phoenix now. So when it rains oh, yeah. in Phoenix, 
anything goes, man. It is just off the table. So, well, I don't know if it carries over to the weekend, but yeah, it's coming down pretty hard. I'm sitting at home looking out my back window, and it's coming down pretty hard right now. Right, and I know Saturday, but still, anytime it rains, there's like a four or five day hangover where anything can happen <laughs> in the valley. I mean, I got experience there, right? So, Oregon has the tougher of the two. Still expect them to win both, but with the Devils at home and then the, the Civil War, you never really know. So, my, my question for you is, if either of these teams lose, it's probably going to be Oregon before the title game. If right. that happens, does that or how much does it screw up the other team's chances of getting in the playoff? Well, because you're going to take in consideration the opponent. If they fall to Arizona State or Oregon State, regardless of the circumstances, the committee is going to look down upon them and say, well, we're, they're not as strong as we thought they are. And they're probably going to fall out of grace, you know, maybe back to – 11 or 12 spot, yeah. something like that. Um, and that's going to hurt Utah's chances because now if Utah goes into the Pac-12 championship and dominates them, they're like, well, you know, we're talking about a team that lost to Arizona State or Oregon State. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what people are going to hold up in conversation. So it does, again, it, I, 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 I hold by this, and I think this is the only way that it can actually happen, guys. Both Oregon and Utah have to run the table, meet each other in the Pac-12 championship, give us a great game for them to be able to, the winner, to be able to say that they deserve to be in the playoff. It's the only way I think it happens. Either one of those drop, I don't think we get a, I don't think we get a representation so we'll, uh, in the playoff. We'll have time to discuss this in the coming weeks, obviously, but do you think that title game needs to be close and not have one team blow out the other? Not necessarily be close. It just, it, it's it's got to... Uh, Let's put it this way. You want to see teams show up and showcase their strengths and talents because you want to say, oh, man, that's a good-looking football team. You remember how you made the reference between Auburn and Georgia, two teams going back yeah. at it? I mean, that's sort of what you want to see, and you don't want it to be totally one-sided and be like, oh, my gosh, they just dominated. They must really be good. You want it to be somewhat you know, somewhat competitive to where you can make the argument like, well, look, did you see Utah's defense shut down? Justin Herbert is projected to be one of the top five quarterbacks taken. That's the type of conversation that you want to be able to have after the game. So as you watch all of this unfold, are we going to get any could, – could, is there a chance that all this discussion was just a bunch of hot air because there are going to be some upsets down the stretch and this is all going to get scrambled? Or, as the gamblers say, is it going to be chalk? The favorites are going to do what they do, and it's all pretty predictable. I would be extremely disappointed if Alabama gets in the playoff. It's just that cut and dry. And to me, I, throughout the season, I said the only team that could have one loss and still make the playoff and not win their conference championship was Alabama. I don't think Alabama deserves to be in the playoff. Not based on past history or anything else, I don't think Alabama deserves to be in the playoff. And that's the one stickler that's going to be in the side of everybody when it comes to time to be the playoffs. Yeah, well, they've been the one seed three times, and they were the two seed once, and the one time they were the four seed and they didn't win their conference, they won it all. So they'll probably get the benefit of the doubt, regardless of what the three of us think. Well, thanks for a few minutes, Lincoln. We appreciate it. Appreciate you guys having me. Hope everything's well, and I'll see you soon. All right, Lincoln Kennedy, Pac-12 Networks and Raider Analyst, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.